Just no, see, no. What? You can never, never ask me to stop drinking. You watched Leaving Las Vegas. I'm Chad. I'm Chris. And this is Fanborn to Snobs Man Quest. Where we are, I am, attempting to uh, turn Chad into a man. He has a son now. I don't feel like he's doing a good job, so. You like fix it. man now. You stop playing with my daughter's Barbies. Does your son own a toy gun? Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so we watched uh, Leaving Las Vegas, 1995, Mike Figgis, uh, starring Elizabeth Shue and Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage won an Oscar for this. I'm pretty sure it's his only win. He's been nominated a bunch of times, but I'm sure he's like, always the bridesmaid, never the bride kind of thing. Yeah, this is still early in his career that he won this, this too, which is... If this was, like, Nicolas Cage's, like, this could have been his diving board. The swan song? Yeah. No, no, no. Swan song is, like, when you're gonna kill yourself. Your no, this song. is why I feel like a movie, his next movie, his last movie should be something like this. Well, he's got that new movie coming out. What do they call it? Al Algorithmic Synergy? New Nicolas Cage movie comes out, <laughs> so we watch an old one. But something you might be asking, why is this a Man Quest movie? Oh yeah, that's right. Shouldn't Man Quest be big muscles, manly things? I refuse to believe uh, that manliness is defined by one's physical features. I think manliness comes from the inside. And this movie is the perfect cautionary tale of how to be a man and what not to do. This is a man who achieved the dream but drank it all away, straight up screenwriter in hollywood for big production companies wife and kid wife and kids had it all and you know what house million when he got his severance package there was a lot of zeros so oh this is way too much and he was spending like probably on average like 400 dollars a day on booze on booze 300 dollars a day on her plus all the other things and the first day he met her he spent 750 dollars he was on spending like two grand a day minimum yeah and he gave himself, what, a week? Yeah, to live. So basically, the, mo the movie starts with Nicolas Cage in a, in a liquor store just filling up his shopping cart with booze. Big smile on his face. Fucking humming and laughing to himself. And then it cuts to Richard Lewis and uh, the killer from Fat Man. And um, you can see a review here. Um, they're like at a lunch with prostitutes, maybe. They're just hot chicks. What's the difference? Hey, oh, commentary. Um, <laughs> so they're at like a dinner with these two chicks. One chick's got her tits falling out and it's awesome. The other chick is doesn't have a chest, but she's got a prettier face, you know? Mm. So uh, fucking Nicholas Cage comes up and he starts rubbing Richard Lewis's shoulders and he's like, I need money. And he's physically uncomfortable as being like, Oh, that's where I turn to you and I want you ready to get comfy. It's <laughs> like this whole movie is is just scenes where you're like, Ooh, I don't like yeah. this. It's so uncomfortable. The Unco ending made me very uncomfortable. The movie is, and now was it a good uncomfortableness? It was, uh, yeah, because I mean, you have certain movies where it's like they try to make you feel uncomfortable for uncomfortable sake, and then there's this being like this is hap this happens. This is real. This is as real as it gets. Like that's why I hate torture porn. 
yeah. movies. So oh. like, uh, I don't need to watch them. They get sawed in half just because you want to jerk off. To like it. Hostel or something. Yeah. Or Saw. Fuck Hostel. And Saw. I, I never liked those. First Saw was okay. I, it was the only new. one I've ever seen is Jigsaw. Ugh. And I, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw the ruins in theaters when I was in high school. And there's a scene where they, um, the plants are wrapped around a guy's legs. So they bash his kneecaps with rocks and then take a fucking pocket knife and cut his legs off. And he's screaming the entire time. And I plugged my ears and closed my eyes and went to sleep. And my friends all made fun. What, were you scared of the movie? And I was like, I don't. So that's why if there's going to be hyper violence in a movie, I want it to be comical. Not comical, just like outlandish, like Kill Bill but like, or like Evil Dead. When I was like 10 years old, my dad came up to me with a binder and was like, look at this. And it was just crime scene photos. You know what I mean? <laughs> like murders and suicides and stuff. Anyway, so I don't so, like. A... So Nicolas Cage goes to this restaurant. Very nice restaurant. They're at the dinner. And you don't know what's happening. You think he Oh, might yeah, be, yeah, the fancy, if, fancy Like, you feel like, the, oh, he might be meeting them there, but then you just see the uncomfortable looks on everybody. He's fucking wait. Nicholas Cage plays drunk perfectly in every scene. And yeah. I kept saying, like, dude, that's a different kind of drunk. Like, Nicholas Cage was playing each kind of drunk perfectly. It, like, that was the desperate drunk. <laughs> there was the desperate drunk. There was the suave. There was the apologetic drunk. Yeah. The, the douchebag drunk. Remember at the bar where he's hitting on the chick and he goes from like the suave where he's kind of getting it to the desperate drunk to the mm. sad drunk to the end. Yeah, because he's basically has a scene where he goes up to the girl at the bar and he's like singing. He's like, he's like you being have beautiful like, eyes. And she's kind of laughing and smiling. And then he gets close to her and he and starts she, getting touchy. And she could smell. She's like, you've, you've been, been drinking, drinking all day. And he's like, so what? <laughs> no, not even so what of, of course I have. Kind of like, who wouldn't be drinking at fucking yeah. nine in the morning? And that was a point where he started getting a little handsy. Then he sits in a seat. He's like, I no, really the bartender, wish. the bartender goes yeah. and, and he sits on a seat and he's like, Whoa. I do got to say the bartenders in these movies were, dude, cool. uh, this is a different kind of movie where all the side characters, the, the, the extras were like the rational, like, Hey man, mm. you know, whereas in every movie, the extras always the douchebag or the mean waiter cool or something. about the extras in this movie is they all had their personality. Too. you can just look and tell instantly like that's a regular guy and here's his personality as yeah. opposed to like look he's wearing a bright red shirt he must be interesting it's like <laughs> no that dude's just wearing khakis and a flannel like fucking yeah. you know everything about that guy oh. he works hard but he's at the bar and it just gets so this is after his friend because he goes to the restaurant to beg for money right and his friend goes this is the last time i'm giving you money the don't last drink time it I away see you. this is the last time i want to see you and he's like don't drink it away that face he made too when he said that was that was have you ever had a friend stop hanging out with you because you drink too much for reasons yeah i've had that moment too where they're like we're done you know like that was that face and it's like ah yeah you're right i am a piece of shit all right well i'm gonna go drink the money away you just gave me yeah family is snub. family is snub. but so then he goes to this bar and everything we just said then all of a sudden, he just gets very depressed after the... Starts crying. Yeah, and he's like... I think really, you're really beautiful. I'm really good in bed. He's like, I really think you should come back to my hotel, motel room or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just like... I'm gonna go. I was really hoping that when she didn't finish the drink, he could be he would, he at least have the it. decency to finish a drink a guy bought you. Or... Or, or no, and when she leaves, well, maybe I should just stop breathing. <laughs> like he tries to play it off like he yeah. didn't get rejected. And then he just looks right down at his glass. It's like, ugh. The way they cut, they don't really cut. But they'll show you the other people at the bar just looking at him. 
That's what we were joking the whole movie, being like, I don't know if a lot of these people knew they were in the movie. Or they just, they're like, all right, go sit and... I, I don't think they were told about the scenes. Yeah. Where they were just like, Nicolas Cage is going to walk in, react naturally. Like, yeah. uh, in the in the, in the, 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 the slot machine scene, where he throws her up, Elizabeth Shue up against the wall. You can see, like, people like, what the fuck? You yeah. know? <laughs> like... That was a scary yeah. couple seconds that I thought it was going to go downhill. That's what I like about this movie. It's on the knife's edge. It's let's, either going to get Let's talk about Elizabeth Shue. It's, it wasn't the first time you saw her because you have her little plot, but the first time she encounters Nicolas Cage is great. Yeah. Because basically he's driving and he's about to run a red light and he stops short and she's walking across the street. What was it? She like... No, she, he like, was running the red light. Yeah. He stopped before he hit her. Yeah. And she's like, you know, red means stop, right? And he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, fuck you. And flips no, but he's like, do you apologize? And he's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, he's like, I know. And she goes, are you sorry? And he goes, I am. And boner. And then. <laughs> and then she walks by and just goes. Yep. And flips it's... him off in the most casual, like sexy way. And then Nicolas Cage was hooked. But you're forgetting why he went to Vegas from L.A. Because he's in his office, holding his phone upside down, yeah. obviously drunk. Not talking yet. Not talking to anyone, trying to with mountains of paperwork and scripts <laughs> all around him, playing it off like he's negotiating a deal, and the lady hands him the pink slip. He goes, you need to go talk to the boss right now. And a lot of people don't know what pink slips are nowadays. Yeah. This is how they used to fire people. Yeah, you would get three? Well, depending would, on the company. No, you would get the warnings, and you would get the pink slip. I thought it was that you could get multiple pink slips. I've never the way I've it. always had to do it with people is give them the warnings and, and when then it's done, you give them the like, pink slip I've pink never slip. gotten a pink slip I've just been fucking straight up screamed at and fired out of the office usually because I'm screaming at them too but yeah. I'm an aggressive man you don't fuck with my money <laughs> um, you fuck with my livelihood <laughs> dude I told my manager to her face you suck at your job that's why no one sticks around for three months and she fired me on the spot right there <laughs> I don't give a fuck though but anyway how did they meet back up doesn't um, he go looking for her? he drives the strip looking for her and pulls up on the sidewalk gets out with a beer and he's like I've been looking for you She's like, don't put your money out now in the car. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's one thing I want to say about Nicolas Cage's drunk. Did you hear the drunk, I just want to sue or I got lazy with? He never gets the lazy mouth. Mm. It's just, it's like inflection. You know, like he does, like his his speech in this movie is fucking perfect. Yeah. Where he's not having it up. He's like believable <laughs> drunk. That's like the scene. There's a scene when he goes to a bar during the day and this girl starts hitting on him. Oh, God, her boyfriend was such a fucking tool. Yeah, so she's basically, the whole scene is her trying to get the boyfriend jealous, so she's, like, licking Nicolas Cage's ear, being like, I'm going to go stay with him. She's like, why don't you buy me a drink? And Nicolas Cage turns to the boyfriend and goes, do you mind if I buy her a drink? And he goes, I don't give a fuck what you do. And he goes, okay. And he buys her a drink. And the shittiest thing about this is he did everything right. She's like, how about we go back to your place and fuck? And he's like, "I'm, I'm married, which he's not. But he's like, I'm married. Uh, the lady wouldn't like it. And she's like, come on. And he goes, nope, I defend my maiden's honor or whatever. And he starts talking like an old <laughs> king. So then she sucks on his ear and the boyfriend comes over and he's like, I'm not going to just sit there while she sucks your ear. And he goes, I was actually in the middle of telling her I'm not going to bang her. And then the boyfriend headbutts him. <laughs> and then he wakes up and he's like, what? <laughs> then the bartender comes back. It's going to seem strange, but 
our policy is you have to leave you have to leave the bathroom's there though you can wash up before you because because the bartender watched the whole thing go down so he was like yeah you were 100 percent in the right you didn't fight back you didn't fucking (laughs) that guy was just a fucking tweaked out meth head meth in this movie we haven't talked about yuri yeah so elizabeth shoe's character i i forget her name i'm sorry sarah sarah Sarah. spelt sierra spelt s-e-r-a yeah not s-a-r a-R-S-A-R-A-H. Basically, her plot was she went to Las Vegas to leave this. She her ba- she bailed from this pimp. And she obviously went to L.A. to become an actress and fell in with a pimp. Mm-hmm. So she was doing that for a while, and then she bailed to Vegas where she was making double the money, and then Yuri found her. Yeah, that's probably the creepiest thing that could ever happen to a woman. That and the, do you hear them talking through the walls? Okay. Yeah, his whole storyline was, he wasn't paranoid, though. He was right. He was right. The whole movie, he's like a paranoid fucking crazy person. I thought he was like schizophrenic or something. He's, yeah, you kept saying schizo, and I was like, bro, that's meth. That's meth mind. That's way too much coke, yeah. way too much But coke. his relationship is, he was super hard on her. He ended up cutting her in places. It wasn't the face. That was weird. Do you yeah. want to start that over? No. Yeah. We ended up cutting her in places that wasn't the face. Because you want to protect the material. Yeah, and it's just like... I straight up think, because this is how a lot of women wind up in prostitution, is they'll meet a guy, and the guy will be like, hey, I'm having a party. You should come hang out at the party. They'll show up to the party. No one will be there. And then the guy will go, my bad. How about we go out to dinner? And then they go out to dinner because they're just friends. And he goes, how about you split the check? And they go to a really fancy restaurant. She can't split the check. And he's like, well, that's okay. Do that two or three more times. And he's like, okay, well, you owe me like a grand. How are you going to make that money? then you get on that fucking corner story as old as time it's like last night in soho yeah straight up mm. like that's uh, i watched a documentary on pimping um i don't i don't even remember what my logic was i was like i want to learn about pimping so i watched a documentary about pimping and i walked away being like if i ever meet a pimp in the street i don't care i'll fucking kill him <laughs> like straight up yeah what they do to those women it's, legalize it. it it's not i am all for legalizing sex work yeah but i also don't like the government's the biggest pimp in the world and no, i don't but at least they'll be safer and they won't be under the no 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 we just won't hear about it because yeah. the government's doing it now remember the military investigated themselves after blowing up that family and found themselves not guilty so you don't think the government's going to investigate a prostitution thing that they did and go hey we didn't do anything what do you know well but russia guys we got to get russia like that's you know i no i think women shouldn't have to sell their bodies for sex oh obviously <laughs> and i think if you do it you should be freelance private enterprise no one else you're your own boss that's why i support only fans yeah i was about to say that's pretty much what only fans is that being said i will never give any woman any money on only fans and i'll never date an only fans chick unless she's one of the top earners i am not secure enough no if she's one of the top earners <laughs> fuck yeah bitch you get that fucking money you pay for my fucking See more Jessica Negri? She's not even the top one anymore. Neither is Bella Delphine. Who's the top Instagram whore right now? That Amara, uh, the Twitch streamer that does porn. Amaroff? Yeah, she's yeah. the number one, I think, right now. Yeah. Sorry, Patty, for knowing that. <laughs> I fucking told you about it. It's not even a sorry Patty thing. I'm the one who fucking filled your head with lies. But, yeah, you learn why i'm saying you should legalize it and make it like an actual thing or pretty far into this movie because there's a scene pretty much she basically 
She stays with Nicolas Cage and only makes 300 bucks for an entire night. Yuri's pissed. Slaps her around the fucking place. So then she bends over, pulls her skirt up, and goes, go ahead, cut me again. Cut me again. And then it cuts to... And he had, like, a fucking breakdown. Because he didn't want to cut her, but he was trying to be the hard... I think he was so methed out at that point. He was trying to be the hard pimp. Like, you gotta cut a bitch, you know? And I also think he was drugged out. Also, I think he he legitimately loved her, too. Yeah. Because you could... It seemed like he was withdrawing, like, his emotions were, like, going crazy and everything. Like, he was trying to be the pimp, but then when she was like, go ahead, cut me, he, like, fucking broke. He's like, I don't want to do that to you. And that's where you're like, oh, so you don't actually want to be a pimp, but you don't know how how else to make money... And the last time you see him, he's in a room with her. She was like, I had a really good night. Here's all the money. He's like, like, never see me again. Which he saved her life. He's like, get out of here. Never see me again. And as she's walking out, you see like the Some hardcore gangsters walk into the room. And then the door opens. Yuri looks up, cuts to black. Mm. So Yuri's gone. So now she's freelance. And she she literally, Yuri's not there. She can do anything she wants so at this point she's talking to a therapist and she's like well, well she's the, this is before she met him again the, um what's it called the framing device is her talking to a therapist yeah so the whole movie you have like little cuts of her talking to the therapist talking about point, how she's feeling in certain situations and the first night she spent with nicholas cage didn't fuck he like start she started giving him a blowjob but he couldn't get it up yeah so, so they, they lay basically in bed cuddled and talked. and talked and she was like i'm falling in love with him but that's because it's the Probably it's, since she got so she's basically being like, I think I'm falling in love with this guy, which then, is why I can never see him again. But after the whole Yuri thing, she but after she gets free, she goes straight back to him, and he like, told her, "Never try to get me to stop drinking alcohol. I'm going to drink myself to death, and there's nothing you can do to stop me." And I feel like the way they played her out, part of her head was be like, "I can fix him if he's happy." He won't drink. Or no, he'll drink, but he won't kill himself if I can keep him happy. Yeah, she pretty much puts his plan out there being like, I'm going to drink myself to death. I have enough money for a week, and after that... And then she learns something every ex-girlfriend I've ever had learns. When he goes, you are not coming between me and the booze, he means it. (laughs) There's no way you can get him to stop drinking. And guess what? You're going to see the dark side of drunkness. Yeah. There are a couple scenes in this movie where you're just like, I kept asking you, can you relate? Can you relate? And there were a couple scenes where you're like, no, no, I cannot relate to that. You know, like that's the level, like this movie takes Nicolas Cage's alcoholism to the most realistic extreme possible. It's not exaggerated either. That's what I mean. Like if it was any other actor, I feel like they would have to exaggerate their performance. If it was like a Liam Neeson or something. I feel like it came so natural. Not saying he's a fucking crazy alcoholic in real life just he's a good actor yeah he's a really good actor. con air he's fucking great in con air it's a good man movie yeah let's talk about the kinds of drunks nick cage gets what was your favorite nick cage drunk (laughs) oh my favorite nick cage drunk has to be when they're at the motel and he falls through the table and goes whoopsies you know like that's my whiskey drunk. Yeah, yeah, where you're just like, I fucked up. My vodka drunk is the at the bar being like, I really want you to come home with me. That's my that's my whiskey drunk. Really? Yeah, my vodka drunk is the whoopsies. My rum drunk is when he slams her against the wall at the casino and he's like, starts my, making out with her. My rum drunk is when he flips the table. 
That's also my vodka drunk. My tequila drunk. My tequila drunk is also my uh, whiskey drunk. Or, no, the rum drunk. Yeah, my my tequila drunk is throw a girl against the wall and try and kiss her. Now, my gin drunk is go to my girlfriend's house with another girl. Whiskey drunk, tequila, uh, rum. Whiskey and beer are my happy drunks. Beer is my best drunk. Because I can pace myself. Yeah. Because I'm a I'm a flaming alcoholic. If, if you give me a bottle of vodka, I will drink it. Yeah. It's a bad drunk. And that's why I like this movie. Because if I hadn't seen this movie, I probably would have wound up like Nicolas Cage, but without the millions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I can't, like... Every time I want to talk about this movie, I just kind of get depressed because <laughs> I started thinking about scenes and I'm like, like that bicycle scene when he's burning all his old things oh, and yeah. then he just looks at the child bike that was never ridden and you're like, there's a story. Uh, what is it? Uh, f- write a famous poem in four, wo- four words was like a thing they used to tell you in English classes. They're like, write a poem in four words that tells a story in a million words. Child shoes never worn. That tells you a fucking insane story. So, child bike never used. You know, that just tells you an insane story right there. Yeah. Like, what the fuck happened? Why was it never used? I do like how they didn't go too far. Because movies nowadays have to, like... Subtlety. Spoon. They have to... Smooth well, brains. Spoon feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They spoon feed you everything. So you Smooth brains just... need to be spoon fed. Yeah, so instead of them having, like, the flashback of him with his family and everything, they just... Yeah, they just they show you a bike photo? and one picture... And, and, and the only picture you see is when it's on fire. Exactly. So you know what the fuck happened. You know what the fuck happened. You know what the fuck. What about when he's getting yanked out of the fucking casino? I was a fa- I'm a father. Oh, yeah. Uh, and at that point, you could tell by her face. She He didn't tell her about it. Yeah, yeah. And she's looking. Oh, God. She was so good. She played. Her reactions to everything Nicolas Cage did made us think that none of they didn't tell her anything. I like, feel I, like they kind of were like this was. I think Nick was going real method, and I feel like he was drunk a lot on set. Not saying that's a bad thing, but a lot of scenes where, like, when he slaps the glass, you see Elizabeth Shue, like, look at the camera. There were some scared things, and there were a lot of times she would laugh. Yeah. And you could tell she was trying to keep it in. Yeah. There was a lot of scenes where, like, characters would look at the camera. Don't. There's a lot of scenes where cameras, uh, characters would look at the camera kind of being like, are you going to cut? You know, and like Nick was doing what Nick, when he jumps in the pool, he drinks that beer. Yeah. So cool. They're both broken characters, horribly, horribly abused. When and when she first met him, she's like, "I'm happy. This is where I think I should be." I just realized something. So Elizabeth Shue is a character who's had the world shit on her, and Nicolas Cage is a character who shit on the world, and then, you know, she winds up with this rich guy who's gonna pay for her apartment. He's but he wants to kill himself. And he's this rich guy who fucked his life up so hard. The only solution, the only way out is death. Mm. So they went, uh, that ending scene where she finally finds him and he's laying in bed and she helps him drink the vodka. And he's like, look how hard I am for you, Angel. And she's like mashing around his soft dick. It's like, it's the whole alcoholism thing in this movie sucks. It's portrayed so realistic. You see him being almost functional 
alcoholic. Like when he gets that drunk where he's charismatic and he can speak and he whips out the tape recorder and he starts pour bourbon on your breasts and all that shit. And and you can see the people aren't offended. They're listening to his words like, wow, this guy's got a way with words. They probably thought he was some like poet or something. Yeah. And and then he tips the ledge and he, then he gets bad drunk. And I think a lot of it is the Elizabeth Shue, the whole storyline, kind of prolonged his death. But I feel oh, like... she was keeping him. I bought some white rice. Maybe, maybe you want to try eating that. Yeah. It's just, it's. I can't imagine being in her situation where you don't know what to do, and you're with this alcoholic guy who you've fallen in love with because he's the one person ever who's shown you some compassion. Then you get raped in the ass by a mentally retarded person. That's the other thing. The saddest scene in this movie. Wow. I walked out of the room. <laughs> I don't like that scene. All right, I'll talk about it. Let me preface this by saying this scene is everything I hate. Uh, exploitation of the mentally retarded, rape of a woman, abuse, just unwarranted, regardless of gender, mm. uh, solicitation of a minor. It was just everything. I was like, mm, this is not my comfort zone. So basically, obviously, the two bro dudes wearing like their whole football. They're wearing their high school them. football uniforms. And they go up there like, how much? And she's like, not now, blah, blah, blah. Are you working? Yeah. And basically, they're like, we have a lot of money. It's just like, this is right after she kicked Catches Nicolas Cage Nicolas out because Nicolas Cage went to the casino again, right? The casino. Yeah, and he was winning at craps and he took home a whore yeah, to like home, spite her. And the other prostitute that he took home was one that saw her working. So she knew that she, as soon as she saw her, she's like, shit. You're a prostitute too. Fuck, I fucked everything. And they don't even get mad at each other. Yeah. They're just like, and they she had the respect enough to not say anything just put her clothes on and be like in her eyes you could tell i'm fucking sorry yeah yeah yeah. but right after that she kicks him out because she was letting him stay at her house yeah he did pay the first month's rent he had a big thing about this movie being like please just let me pay for it i need to feel his better. whole thing is like I'm i feel like it was myself. i need to feel better about myself well it's not even that it's i can't take it with me fuck it let me pay you yeah. i think it's more of a personality well, i do when she bought him presents yeah yeah. presents you know like when he's after he's saying like i love you but you cannot save me mm. you know such a good movie though right but the scene we're getting at is she basically goes to the apartment with the uh, two teenagers you could not say. apartment hotel hotel the two teenagers pretty much are and all of a sudden they're filming it so you're you know something. it's our it's our boy's first time we want to film it and he comes down he's a mentally ill kid and he's big looks, mentally okay yeah, he looks aggressive he looks like he's angry he's doing the, this so like 90s mentally ill where i guess you clutch your fist and you so look down. no it's real my mom worked with a lot of no, i know i was in school with them yeah. remember i took all special ed classes because yeah, yeah. apparently add is mental retardation but she tries to leave because she's like i don't like the situation so and all of a sudden one of the bro dudes pushes her on the ground and she's like okay listen, listen. i'm not into this and then the mental guy punches her in the face. Gives her a black eye and then fucks and then her she, ass. Because the first thing he says to her is, I, I want to fuck it. you or your butt. Yeah. And she's like, and that's when she's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they beat the shit out of her and each one rapes her in the ass. To the and, point of where she's in the shower in the fetal position and you see blood leaking out of her ass. <sighs> and that yeah. taxi cab guy was such a dick for no reason. Yeah, after all that, she gets in the taxi cab and he's like, do you have money? Blah, blah, I'm just blah. trying to watch my back end. Maybe you should have done the same. It's like, damn, dude. It's like, dude, all right. 
Think with your dick. Be nice to her. You know what I mean? Or just think with your heart. No, no, no. His heart was, fuck this whore. Ah, mm-hmm. whore. But if he thought with his dick, he's like, this is, this is a hot lady. I should be nice to her. Mm-hmm. Different personalities. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm nice to women is because I think with So, <laughs> after all this happens, she basically gets evicted from her apartment. She yeah, so she tosses her out, and then she's just basically walking around looking for Nick Cage, finds him, lays in bed next to him, helps him drink his last drink, and then he fucking dies. And yeah, the whole scene is like, he's pretty much, like, obviously when you go through alcoholism, <laughs> he your, has body, the shakes bad. your body just starts, like, Shutting failing. Cause your kidneys, then your liver, then... So at this point, he's laying in bed, he's like, I can't move, I can't do anything, like, just... And so she lifts his head up, he grabs helps the bottle. Helps drink the Stoli. And drinks it. And then he, like, gets up, and it looks like he's getting... He doesn't stand up. He he starts jerking himself off, trying to get hard, and yeah. I don't think he could. Because they show it to you under the blanket, because I don't want to see Nick Cage's dick. But they, they he, he's jerking, he's mashing, he's mashing it. And then um, she gets on top of him, and he's like, see how hard I am for you, Angel? And then he dies. And that's the most... One of the most fucked up deaths I've ever seen on film. Trying to like please your lover as he dies. Do you see why I constantly talk about this movie? Like, imagine the fucking mental strain and like damage that one week did to her for the rest of her life. That's why she's in fucking therapy talking about it. Yeah. But uh, how often have I tried to get you to watch this movie? It wasn't for not wanting to watch it because I watch any Nick Cage movie. But it's just situational. But, like, how often have I been, like, where we're, we're looking at fucking Amazon, I'm like, let's watch Leaving Las Vegas. And you're like, I'm not in the mood for this right now. Or it's not even that, it's just, like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I'm like, it's been, like, two well, years. Of what I read about it, it's a fucking heavy movie, so for there's like a reason why I didn't want Two it. years I've been like, let's watch Leaving. I strongly advise you, if you appreciate movies and want to see, like, this movie will do struggle. This movie will do one of two things to you. It will either make you... Drink more or drink less. We're kind of stuck in the middle. I'm at I. This is the fifteenth or twentieth time I've seen <laughs> this movie. I'm still on the drink more side. My opinion on everything is everything in moderation. God, this movie was rough. It's like, who do you feel bad for more, Elizabeth Shue or Nicolas Cage? Shue, because she didn't ask for any of this. But she fucking put herself in it. She put herself in the damn pit. right well what was happening. But he flat out told her. I'm talking about she, no, no, no. I'm talking about her entire story. The prostituteness. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't really she go. She was until, damaged. I dude, the way you wind up like that is like yeah. your uncle molested you or something. I hate to say it, but like that's usually how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way to fuck up someone as an adult is to fuck with them as a child. <laughs> um, I was never molested. I feel like that was. You need to put that out there. Yeah, I, I feel was... like that was a. Yeah, that was a that that joke didn't exactly <laughs> land the right way. Uh, I was like, if this the bullseye's here, I was like, just a little off. But man quest wise, this is the best cautionary tale of. This what... will make you want to be a better man. It. Especially when you have people that care. Like, you have kids, man. Seeing that bike that was never used, I bet that hit you in a weird way. I bet it hit especially, you completely different than it hit me. That hit me too, but especially the scene when he was in the office where the woman hands him the 
pink slip, but she's just like patting him, being like, "You, need, I think you need to go." What about when he's seeing his boss, and his boss is like, "What are you gonna do now?" But like, or no, or when Nick is is finally handed the severance package, I'm sorry. Please, yeah. Uh, it's like when you're apologizing to your dad, like I'm sorry after you fuck something up, like you know you <sighs> fucked up, and then he doubles down. He goes, "You know, fuck it, I'm gonna drink myself to death. I'm going to Vegas." He lost his wife, he lost his kid, lost his job. Fuck it. Drink yourself to death. Oh, God. I can't imagine being that... Depressed? Not even depressed. Just the alcoholic state. Yeah, I... Thankfully, my tongue won't let me get there. Because you can't chug bottles of... I can... There's a scene when he's driving his car and he's chugging a bottle of vodka and he puts it down. A cop not a bottle, Chad. A handle. A handle of vodka, and a cop pulls up next to him and he's just like holding it down. Looking at the cop. Cop drives away. Fucking goes right back to chugging. What about when he's in the strip club and he drinks the fucking flask? Yeah, it wasn't. It was like a pint of fucking whiskey. I thought it would. Oh, I just got a taste of blueberry brandy in my mouth and it almost made me puke because I, I had a bad night with a fucking flask of blueberry brandy Ugh. yeah <laughs> yeah if this movie teaches you anything don't drink drink just enough everything in moderation like if you have important things in your life even if you don't have important things in your life things will happen like look at him he almost had a second chance he found a, a woman he could actually love but she's a prostitute yeah, but they could have worked around that. But like, she's a prostitute. To each their own. No, but that's what kept him from. She's just a. There was the scenes when he was getting a little jealous because he could he have fun they, at work. They never had sex, and they literally throughout the whole movie they, they never, never had, had sex. sex. Yeah, because he could never get his dick up because he was always too drunk. And so at one point he started getting really bitter about it, being like. Have fun with your clients. He buys her new earrings, and he's like, I bet they'll like this. And then he leaves her in the food court, and the greatest extra ever goes, dude, stops him and goes, listen, man, she doesn't want you to leave. Best advice he ever heard in the movie. He yeah. needed that guy to be like, hey, Nick. That needed to be his dad. <laughs> that guy needed to go like, to bars with him and go, all right, Nick, five's enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he needed that guy. Oh, but yeah. Super happy movie. One of my favorites. Yeah. All time favorites. Like, I feel like anybody who talks to you about Nick Cage needs to watch this movie. Agreed. There's only like two scenes when he does the outrageous Nick Cage, and it was for Whoopsie! a point. It was a point. Yeah. There was a point to it. Because we've all been that drunk. I remember one time at your brother's 21st birthday, I got way too drunk. So me and Kyle kept winning at beer pong, so we just wouldn't lose. So Kyle had to be like, whoops, and I would still get the cup in and win. And that was me falling off the couch being like, oh, my bad. Uh, my brother didn't invite me to that party because he was jealous. He thought I would, and in his words, he thought I would steal the scene. Um, but when he brought all the booze back, I was just stealing booze from him. There's a lot of natty ice left. I stole a 12-pack a day from him because he kept it in his <laughs> closet. And I would just take it and go to my friends and be like, what's up? And then we would just drink and drive around NK. I was like 18 at the time. Yeah, I was exactly 18. I had just graduated high school, so I went to Dietrich. I stole all of Andrew's birthday booze that he didn't invite me to, took it to Dietrich's, put it in Dietrich's fridge, and then we would just sit in Dietrich's house and drink. Were, we at, were you at the robot house at that point? 18? No. I didn't get into robot house until I was 19, 20. 
Because I feel like I drank with you. I remember <laughs> drinking with you one day saying you stole your brother's booze from his birthday and we were getting drunk. And that sweet. was probably Robot House when we were playing beer pong as Booster Gold. Maybe. <laughs> Dude, we I wish I remembered that. I do, because we were kicking ass and we won like three games in a row. And then I was like, Beer Pong's gay. And you were like, What the fuck? Because <laughs> I just left you. I just walked away. It's my competitivism. Yeah. And that was also the day where I was like, Brad, if I make this in without looking and I bounce it off the cabinet, I never have to pay rent again. And he went, Okay. And I threw it off the cabinet and bounced off oh the cabinet. Oh my cab- God. I do remember that. Because I remember being Brad like, I went to your house, we made house rules, so we had to make house rules. Yeah. Um, I bounced it off the cabinet and went in the cup, and I went, never paying rent. And Brad went, okay. And I never paid rent. I slept on a couch, but I never paid rent. God, bringing chicks. This is where I live, and it's the basement, and Dietrich's passed out over there on another couch. She's like, we're going to fuck on this couch? No. And then she goes away, and I'm like, fuck, you're right. I shouldn't bring chicks to my couch. <laughs> Especially if Dietrich's there and John's playing Oblivion. Like, you can't bang a chick while that's happening. Remember how John's PC was set up? Do you know what that was? It was just a straight-up Oblivion machine. John would play for 12 hours, pass out. I'd play for 12 hours, pass out. (laughs) We would just go back and forth, just doing lines of Adderall, drinking booze, and playing fucking Oblivion. Believing Las Vegas. So I identify a lot with (laughs) leaving Las Vegas, except I didn't have the balls to kill myself. I don't think he had a choice in the matter. No, nah, he was too far gone. When you wake up sober and you're like retching, you're too far gone. No amount of rehab can fix that. Yeah. You need like hospitalization, like a transfusion and shit, like you were saying. Yeah, this is a brutal movie, but it's something I feel like people need to watch. It's, it's I've said this three times now. It's my it's one of my favorites. Mm. It's in my top five, maybe even my top three. It's right up there with like Requiem and The Downfall. I like movies that make you sad. I don't like happy movies. Yeah. But yeah, watch this movie. It's It'll on make you sad. Three ninety nine. Or you can sign up for seven days with Shutter. No, it was like Flix or. No, something. no, no, no. Sign up for Shutter, guys. They have dog soldiers. Do they? <laughs> <laughs>